Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. Say goodbye to performance robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Are you shot fired inside border line? Not again. Yes, again. Not again. I'm Tracy Smith in Thousand Oaks, California, where a madman's bullets left at least a dozen people dead. In America, this has become a devastating ritual. Two weeks ago, it was Pittsburgh. Before that, Parkland, Las Vegas, Charleston. Some of the victims were linked by faith, others by the color of their skin. Some simply because they were in the wrong place at the worst possible time. Our story tonight is about one young man targeted by hate. Meet Blaze Bernstein. He was 19 years old. Boom, boom, boom. Ba, ba, boom, ba, boom. Hey. Ba, ba, boom, ba, boom. That's gonna be the intro. What do you miss most about Blaze? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> His quirky personality. Ba, ba, boom, ba, boom. He was different. He liked to turn the ordinary into the extraordinary. You went to OSHA together? Yeah, I started in seventh grade and he started in ninth grade. One day my hair will be white, the next day I'll be wearing that little weird hat. A caring person, a good friend. I give you now Blaze Bernstein. A talented writer. Not only were six million Jewish people systematically murdered throughout Europe in concentration camps. I wish I could write like he wrote. A wonderful cook. I wish I could cook like you cooked. He was a risk taker. And somebody who was just so smart. And you just want to sit back and say, I can't imagine how wonderful the future of this person is going to be. Sam Woodward and I were classmates from seventh grade to 10th grade. How different were Sam and Blaze? Oh, they were so different. Probably as about as different as you could be. Sam didn't really talk to many people. He always seemed to have a frown on his face. He would draw like war and like guns and stuff, like airplanes dropping bombs. He seemed just angry. Yeah. 
Sam Woodward was linked to Adamoff and members across the country. Adamoffin is a small neo-Nazi organization whose members believe that they are preparing for this impending race war. At one point, they had like over 100 members. They had more than 20 cells across America. I found Adamoffin. What was your philosophy? I wanted society to collapse. I wanted revolution. How involved was Sam Woodward in Adamoffin? I know that he was involved. He really became like full-on far-right Nazi. Adam often takes white supremacist ideology and they take it to an extreme level. It makes murder seem logical. It normalizes murder and violence and hate. How easy is this for kids to access? It's as easy as going on Twitter. People like Sam, perfect example, a kind of loner, perfect guy to recruit. Well, hello, ladies. This kid is a member of a militant neo-Nazi group that advocates for murdering gays and Jews. Had you ever heard of this guy Woodward before? No, I'd never heard his name before. I just kept texting and calling him and leaving messages all day. Nobody wants to believe the most awful. We're hoping Blaze is out there. We don't know why he's missing. We knew, we knew. We don't know why he's not reaching out to his parents. In your guts, you knew? We knew. I got a call from my mom. Rhea, did you hear? And I said, what? And she said, Blaze is missing. And it just stopped in my tracks. And then my mom said, Rhea, he was with this guy named Sam Woodward. I screamed in the phone, he what? And she was like, do you know this guy? And I said, yes, I know this guy. He's crazy. spread across Orange County. Blaze Bernstein, brilliant, kind-hearted, Jewish and gay, had come home from college for the holidays and vanished. He wanted to spend time with us. He's not going to just disappear like that. But your thought was? Well, it's just so highly unusual. Where had he been? Who had he gone with? We didn't know. Where is he? Search and rescue teams and helicopters search the wilderness area and lake. We're out here conducting a search for Blaze Bernstein. We had a happy life. We really did. Pictures from when Blaze was younger with his siblings from all different times. We had good, many, many good memories. The memories and magic that remain began when the baby was born. That night, I dreamt that his name was Blaze. And the first time I saw him, I looked in his eyes. Something about this baby, he's, he's gonna change the world someday. In his own way, he did change the world. He already has. It was 1998 when Jeannie Pepper Bernstein and Gideon Bernstein welcomed their first of three children, Blaze, into their Orange County, California home. 
an oasis of love and creativity. I call him the unicorn. He was magnificently creative. Did you want cheese? Sure. Okay. I usually don't use this. I've never tried this cheese before. We were best friends when we were very young, yeah. What'd you learn about Blaze? What'd you know about him? Blaze was always a very kind and caring person. He was always a very cuddly kid. Cuddly and creative. You were better, better. It was no surprise to Rhea Rofsky when Blaze joined her for high school here at OSHA. It's very prestigious. The Orange County School of the Arts. It's known for getting a quality arts education with a quality academic education. Blaze was honestly one of the smartest people I've ever met. Another classmate, Claire Valou, also knew Blaze was more than brilliant. Something that was really unique about Blaze is he always made you feel important. Like if you were talking to him, like you knew he was actually listening. For Blaze, Osha was a feast of educational riches. He was just like a beam of light. Eric Tryon taught his student about writing, which became Blaze's focus. He wanted to do the work, which you can't always say for kids that age, that's a dream student. And then there was another classmate, Sam Woodward. He was just a very serious guy, didn't crack jokes and didn't laugh at jokes. Philip Schwadron taught Sam acting. He wanted to do a monologue about the military. He wanted to play an army guy, a general or something. In a school that embraced tolerance and diversity, many thought Sam had deeply troubling ideas. I have a friend who was in a playwriting class with him, and they were reading Raise It in the Sun, and they all got their individual copies. When everybody gave theirs back, he had had the N-word written all through it. Racist scrawls in the classic American drama about the struggles of a black family. He had a reputation of being what? Racist homophobic, sexist. But for Rhea, one particular incident is impossible to shake. He was drawing guns in his notebook in class. Did you say anything? No. But you thought, this is terrifying. What were people saying about Sam? People were saying that they wouldn't be surprised if he came and shot up the school. People said that about him? That yes, and I thought that too. He's gonna be that kid. Did Sam stay at OSHA? He left after sophomore year of high school. And did you find out why? No. Sam transferred to a more traditional high school. <laughs> Blaze went on at OSHA, learning more about his world. He'd already learned a key thing about himself. So you guys were kind of walking down the beach alone together and he yeah. came out to you? Yeah. Did you get the sense that Blaze had told anyone else that I don't he think he was that by? he did. He was kind of upset to say it. Something that clearly was a big secret for him. And yeah, you know, coming out to yourself is a really mature, difficult thing to do. And what did you tell him? I told him, it's okay. If you like boys, that's totally fine. Love for you, love. And while he hadn't yet come out to his parents, Gideon and Jeannie sensed Blaze might be gay. We went up to him and said, listen, whatever your situation is, we, we embrace it, we love you, we don't care. We love you for whoever you are. 
It was late summer 2016, and Blaze, who'd already achieved so much, was headed to an Ivy League school here in Philadelphia, the University of Pennsylvania. There'd be new friends, mentors, and challenges, and Blaze seemed ready for it all. I can still remember like he was wearing like this really cool overall outfit the first time I met him. Overalls? Yeah. yeah. Took some fashion risks, it sounds like. Yeah. But he didn't care. College friends Amy Marcus and Grayson Honan, sensed even by Ivy League standards, I'm not gonna do a car Blaze was something special. The track that he was headed down was psychology, and he was really, really excited to do some psychological research, especially into happiness, which I, I thought was yeah. really cool. He was also an incredible writer. And gourmet chef. He now was also considering a career in medicine. He wanted to help as many people as he could, and it was really impressive to see. Winter break 2017. Blaze came home to Southern California. It was a much anticipated visit. He was really looking forward to being with us, too. There were holiday celebrations. Then, sometime on the night of January 2nd, 2018, Blaze left the house. So that night, when did you realize that he was missing? We didn't. I didn't know that night. We didn't I, even know. We thought he slept in, and the next day, we were... I, I had my aha moment when I was at the dental appointment. The next day, Blaze was due to meet his mom for a dentist appointment. But Blaze never showed up and wasn't answering his cell phone. I called Gideon. He asked me if Blaze had ever come home the night before, and I screamed out, I don't know. You know, that's when I just basically just rushed out of the office and came home. We both did. We flew home. And checked Blaze's room. His wallet, his retainers, his keys. Those are all still at the his house. His glasses. All of that stuff was at the house. They called the police and then tried to log on to Blaze's social media accounts. And then we just jumped on his computer, tried to get into his, you know, files, and this was a big challenge for us. But with the help of family and friends, Jeannie and Gideon got access to Blaze's Snapchat. That's where they discovered that Blaze had sent his home address to someone. Sam Woodward, Blaze's one-time classmate. The only reason I can think of Sam meeting up with Blaze is because either, number one, he wanted to hook up with him, or two, because he was planning to murder him. Shabbat Shalom. Rabbi Arnold Rockless nurtured Blaze's spirit here at Orange County's University Synagogue. Please join me in honoring Blaze Bernstein. A good heart, a good soul. That's what Blaze had. Within less than a day of Blaze being missing, word spread. Borrego Park became the center of the search. Orange County Sheriff's Department Lieutenant Brad Valentine. So it's going to be a slow tedious search as they get out there and beat the bushes and look for any signs of him. Edgy hours turned into anxious days. We're here today to get your help to find our son. Please keep your eyes open for my baby. I want him home with me. 
now. All Jeannie and Gideon had to go on was that clue they found on Blaze's computer. Their home address sent out to a seeming stranger, Sam Woodward. We never heard the name. Never heard the name before. It was already terrifying that I found out that Blaze was missing, but it was even more terrifying to find out that he was with Sam Woodward. Why? Because he was literally known as being an, a crazy, homophobic, racist guy. Can you tell us what happened to Blaze? Sam Woodward, now a college dropout, working part-time, living at home. Well, hello, ladies. Orange County cops went to meet him. Sam Woodward couldn't have been more cooperative. He told Blaze's parents and police that he and Blaze came here to Borrego Park to hang out. And according to Sam, after a while, Blaze walked down this path alone and disappeared into the brush. The search for Blaze Bernstein heated up. We printed up thousands and thousands of flyers that people in the congregation put up on wallboards, coffee houses, on poles, and everything like that. There was a Facebook page, Find Blaze Bernstein. There were like helicopter searches. The police are looking, everybody's looking. The search for Blaze Bernstein went airborne Sunday with more than a dozen drone pilots. I really didn't know if we would ever find him. As the days passed, you know, that it, became, it became more and more difficult. And I thought, we're never going to know. We're never going to know what happened exactly. We're never going to figure it out. Um, yeah. That's what I thought. And I just got this gut feeling in my stomach that I, I just, I just thought to myself, oh my God. From day one, Blaze's oldest friend had an instinct that chilled. I immediately thought, he's dead. He's dead. Just from hearing that he was with Yes. Sam. It was day seven since Blaze last left home. A family, a community was beyond frustrated. Detectives had searched Borrego Park over and over, but they decided to give it one more look. In the pouring rain, a detective stood right over there, and hidden under a large tree branch was a mound of dirt. Under the wet, caked earth lay Blaze Bernstein. Needless to say, our family is devastated by the news. And we, like so many of you around the world, love Blaze. And we wanted nothing more than to seek his safe return. This is a senseless murder of a young man who possessed a combination of a high-caliber mind and the heart of a poet. Orange County DA, Tony Rakakis. How did Blaze Bernstein die? He was stabbed multiple times in the neck, 19 stab wounds in the neck. What does that tell you? Well, it tells me that there was a lot of hate. All I could think of was just, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. You knew? I knew. And then the funeral happened and it was shattering. The grief seemed to stretch across Orange County. Neighbors. We're hugging them right now. We're all hugging them. This is our big, giant hug to them. Friends, strangers, teachers. It was devastating to hear. And it's so horrifying to think about what happened. And not stabbed once or twice. 
but over and over and over again in a crazed, angry, murderous rage. I just try not to think about what that really meant. I don't think that I physically can deal with the trauma of what's happened yet. Can you tell us what happened to Blaze? No comment. Days after Blaze Bernstein's body was found. Were you there when he disappeared? Investigators were ready to take the next step. Undercover officers made their move on Sam Woodward this afternoon. As he pulled out of his Newport Beach driveway and went down the road, they pulled that car over and arrested him. Sam Woodward was charged with murder with the personal use of a knife. Woodward pleaded not guilty. A community, a school, a synagogue, a family were in shock. But another community, small, twisted with sick rage, greeted the news of Blaze Bernstein's brutal murder in a very different way. He killed a Jew. Like, was there a party? No. But, like, did people joke about it? Yeah, everyone celebrated him. Everyone in the hate group this man belonged to. They say they are Nazis, and they rejoiced for one of their own, Sam Woodward. I've never physically met the guy, but I knew him online. For months, we've been trying to learn more about the violent neo-Nazi group Adam Waffen from the inside. Like, he killed a gay Jew. And finally, a one-time member agreed to talk. The words are unimaginable, but to understand Adam Waffen, we felt it necessary to hear some of the hate. You know, he killed two birds with one stone, essentially. Which yeah. is even yes. better in Adam Waffen's eyes? Yeah, of course. It's dangerous. Their ideology is, at the core, deeply hateful. Joanna Mendelssohn has spent close to 20 years monitoring the dark world of extreme hate here at the Los Angeles office of the Anti-Defamation League. It's important that we shine a very bright light on these groups and understand them for what they are, not to glorify them and not to give them any more notoriety than they already have but at the same time to be able to recognize what they're doing. We have to be able to call it out. Atom Wolfen is essentially a extreme, extreme far-right militant neo-Nazi group in America. And their end goal is the destruction of America as a whole. Learn what you should know about the hate group Adam Waffen at 48hours.com. Where's Blaze? Yeah, he's in front. Remember this picture? Was it the Mount Zion Hotel? Yeah. Blaze, Leah, myself. How would you describe Blaze? He had a lot of imagination and very curious. It's a truth as timeless as the human family. We just loved him. There is no love like the love of a grandparent for a grandchild. And so it was for Leah and Richard Bernstein and their grandson, Blaze. I feel that he lives in our heart and every night I have a difficult time going to sleep because I always think of him before I go to sleep. I think the world lost uh, a beautiful soul. 
The evidence marking the loss of that soul was revealed when the heavens opened up and the rain came down. If not the rain, we would have never known what happened to him. The person that murdered him made like a, you know, grave. a grave and covered him all with mud. So the rain uncovered his face. Then here in Borrego Park, where Blaze ended up with one-time classmate Sam Woodward, investigators found Blaze's phone. And in Woodward's car, according to the DA. The blood on the headliner uh, belonged to both Sam Woodward and Blaze Bernstein. Blaze Bernstein's blood was in Sam Woodward's car. Yes, yes. And then they went on to search the house. Yes. So what kind of forensic evidence did they gather? There was a knife. The knife had blood on it. Blaze Bernstein's blood on the knife. I just want to know why. I don't, I don't even want to know because I'm not going to like that answer. But it's the why Blaze was murdered that makes an unbearable loss almost unspeakable. And as with those 11 people slaughtered in a Pittsburgh synagogue, transforms the murder of Blaze Bernstein into a national issue. It's very alarming that this is happening. This, this atrocious hate is just right there. Sam Woodward was absolutely, definitely a member of Atomwaffen Division. We spoke by Skype with British journalist and CBS News consultant Jake Hanrahan. For Jake, the arrest of Woodward brought an awful confirmation. Adam Waffen was right at home, glorifying an accused killer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they made T-shirts using Sam Woodward's mugshot. Jake had been reporting on Adam Waffen for nearly two years. They weren't all that hard to find. Jake obtained their secret chat logs and first made note of an angry college dropout, Sam Woodward. Doing, like, you know, Nazi salutes next to other members of Adam Waffen. I joined Adam Waffen in... 2016. Did you consider yourself a neo-Nazi? I just considered myself a Nazi. The man Jake introduced us to wouldn't tell us his name or dare to show his face. He claims to have been a member of Atomwaffen for more than a year. I joined Atomwaffen because of the militancy and the brotherhood that they offered. Brotherhood? Yeah. It was like a camaraderie type of feeling. Common interest and those interests were hating other groups hating jews hating gays hating blacks yeah oh yeah this is some of the most intense and some of the most extreme rhetoric that i've seen in a long time adam waffen began in florida in 2015. they believe that the so-called alt-right that converged at the violent 2017 demonstration in Charlottesville doesn't go nearly far enough. They don't even like to be associated with the alt-right at all. They hate the alt-right. Their rhetoric and their ideology is white supremacy on steroids. In fact, the name of Atomwaffen translates in German to atomic weapon. We'll just obliterate you. We'll wipe you out. According to investigators, Sam Woodward, a privileged upper-middle-class kid from Southern California, was drawn to this ideology, drawn to Adam Waffen's heroes. Adolf Hitler, Charles Manson, Timothy McVeigh, and James Mason, 
author of Adam Waffen's favorite neo-Nazi publication, Siege. Sam went to meet him. Did I think that this guy was going to do something like this? Honestly, I wasn't surprised. And by 2017, Sam Woodward, at times sporting his absurd Adam Waffen mask, attended their version of a corporate retreat. Hate camps have occurred across the country involving Adam Waffen members. They talk about cutting telephone wires and power grids and shutting down the system. The images and ambitions are surreal, but their hatred could not be more real. They want to kill, obviously, first and foremost, Jews. They want to kill gays. There were people congratulating this accused killer for what he has done, killing my son, congratulating him. They call him the one-man gay Jew wrecking ball, you know, like kind of reveling in this idea that he's killed this gay Jewish kid. Nazi wannabes laughing at the murder of Blaze in Orange County. L-O-L-O-C. L-O-L-O-C, laughing at the fact that Blaze Bernstein's life was extinguished. Everyone in Adam Waffen believes Jewish people just need to be wiped off the face of the earth. As the story unfolded that the murder was related to homophobia and anti-Semitism, well, then the anger in the community and the anxiety ratcheted up. Do you think that Blaze was murdered because he was gay and because he was Jewish? Yes, 100%. Permission has been granted for the ugliest kind of racism, anti-Semitism, immigrant bashing and hatred. We used to monitor these groups that lurked in the shadows, but today they, they are emerging front and center. Had you ever heard of Adam Waffen? No. Before this? Yeah. But we should have, because we're a perfect target for that group. A perfect target for today's Nazi. Just as Grandma Leia, a Holocaust survivor, was so many years ago. A little Jewish girl forced by Hitler's Nazis to wear a yellow star. Yes, we did wear the star. You all had to wear the star. Yes. You've seen a lot. Quite a bit. It's, it's a horrible irony that what you escaped is... is following me. Clear across the country from where Sam Woodward morphed into an Adam Waffen Nazi, Nick Giampa grew up with his own set of insecurities and issues that eventually led him to find Adam Waffen's online propaganda. This is the website of the Adam Waffen Division. By the time he was in second grade, Nicholas wasn't your ordinary little boy. Nick's sister, Emily, and her husband, Chris, stuck by Nick. They say he was bipolar and suffered from other psychological issues. He was in one school in the second grade, another school in the third grade, another school in the fourth grade. I think it was eight or nine different schools. schools. Nicholas was bullied, called a freak, called a retard, stupid, dumb. 
He thought he was invisible. He said, nobody ever sees me. Nobody ever calls my phone. He was a lonely child on the internet. A perfect profile to be vulnerable to the postings of a hate group. Still, in his junior year of high school, Nick's life changed in a positive way. Such a self-confidence boost, like, wow, I found someone that loves me. Nick had his first ever girlfriend, a classmate. 48 Hours agreed not to show her face. She was the 16-year-old daughter of a Reston, Virginia couple, Scott Fricker and his wife, Buckley Coon Fricker. She was always learning, always wanting to see if she could figure out how to serve people better. Buckley was a lawyer turned advocate for the elderly. Deb Mariner was her assistant. They were amazing parents. I was blown away by the dedication to making sure that their kids were raised right. It was three days before Christmas. Caller is still upstairs with her boyfriend. Fired. I got a call from the office very early in the morning saying that there had been this horrific double murder in a fairly upscale neighborhood just outside of D.C. Washington Post crime reporter Justin Juvenal would learn about the rich family values of Scott and Buckley and the bankrupt ideology of Adam Waffen. So I jumped in my car early that morning and made my way out to the neighborhood and began reporting on what happened. According to Nick Giampa's own family, just hours earlier, Nick grabbed a gun from his home and drove to Buckley and Scott's. There was yellow crime tape up around the house. A house decked out for the holidays. There was snowflakes on the house, Christmas wreaths. There were detectives going in and out, crime scene investigators. Buckley and Scott had been shot to death in their own home, likely in front of their 16-year-old daughter, Nick Jampa's first girlfriend. It was absolutely horrific. The daughter was not shot. But Nick Giampa was in the house, still alive, after allegedly shooting himself through the skull. A trail of blood led to Adam Waffen. Nick Giampa allegedly killed his girlfriend's parents because they found out about his white supremacist beliefs. And they told her not to date him anymore? They forbade their daughter from dating him. The daughter agreed to stop seeing her boyfriend. This set him off. Buckley, a concerned and involved mom, had confronted her daughter after discovering Nick's retweets of Adam Waffen on her daughter's phone. The teenage girl had nothing to do with Adam Waffen, but Nick was sharing their racist posts. Very slick propaganda, which they've pushed out via social media. That's been picked up by people who are, you know, perhaps vulnerable. It was a way for Nicholas to be the bully for once. If you're looking at the propaganda, they're seeking to attract ostracized youth and outcast youth, especially white kids that are just uh, bullied. That was just him trying to get a rise out of people on the internet, and that's what he did. The boy who once felt invisible had found a horrendous way to get the world's attention. Nicholas was not part of any Adewafin group. He was never part of that. He was initiating the Virginia chapter. You can't say Nick was a member of, of AW, but you can say Nick was an initiate in AW. I don't think he would ever be part of any Adam Waffen group. This was my little brother. 
But just as they did when Blaise Bernstein was murdered, Adam Waffen's small membership of Nazi wannabes mocked a murder, this time the unconscionable killing of Scott and Buckley Coon Fricker. Yeah, they made big jump uh, propaganda. They sent out a tweet with his picture superimposed on a Kalashnikov. Sam Woodward allegedly embraced Adam Waffen. Nick Giampa was infected by far more casual contact. But in each case, the Nazi cancer proved deadly. They reaffirm hate, they desensitize the viewer, and they create a sense of normalcy. That this is okay. This is acceptable. Do you think if Buckley and Scott hadn't found those Nazi images on their daughter's phone, would they still be alive today? Uh, probably. Detectives say Sam Woodward went online trolling gay men, pretending he was interested in a sexual hookup. But the DA believes it wasn't a hookup Sam had in mind with Blaze. It was a setup for murder. Does it seem like Sam is sexually conflicted himself? He doesn't claim to be sexually conflicted. He claims to be uh, somebody who hates gays and wants to cause harm to them. In fact, on his Tinder, he said, I'm going hunting. This kid was planning to kill someone because of his ideology. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we're about to start the press conference. On August 2nd, 2018, the Orange County DA added an enhancement to the charges against Sam Woodward in the murder of Blaze Bernstein. From Blaze's family to his friends, no one was surprised by the DA's decision. This increases the maximum penalty to life without the possibility of parole. We will prove that Woodward killed Blaze because Blaze is gay. After police seized physical evidence, including this Adam Waffen mask in Woodward's car, they found a trove of Nazi hate on his phone and computer. They found evidence of Sam being involved in Adam Waffen. Blaze's murder was now considered a hate crime. Sam Woodward um, is a hater. He hates homosexuals. He hates people who are Jewish. He hates people of all different kinds of uh, categories who are not uh, white good afternoon uh, we are blaze's parents uh, for gideon and Jeannie, it deepened the darkest tragedy today we suffer an added layer of pain from learning that he was likely killed simply because of who he was as a human being for blaze's oldest friend raya who's jewish and identifies as bisexual it brings an unsettling fear i have to be careful and I'm terrified. You truly feel unsafe. I do. There has to be zero tolerance of homophobia, zero tolerance of racism, of anti-Semitism, of immigrant bashing. For Blaze's grandma, Leah, who wore that yellow Nazi star, sadness and belief blend into one. It's very painful. It's very, very hard. After seeing all of this, are you hopeful? 
I'm very hopeful because there are lots of good people in the world. And at least one new way to fight hate with love. We, we blaze it forward. Blaze it forward. Just days after they learned of their son's death, the Bernsteins made the remarkable decision to channel their grief into kindness. Let's do something where we go onto this, you know, Blaze It Forward Facebook page and tell people to go give money to some charity. But that one really struck me. Gideon and Jeannie targeted foster care kids and at-risk youth. And the Bernstein family is here to present a scholarship to honor the memory and legacy of Blaze. They raised money for a scholarship at OSHA, the high school where Blaze shined so bright. We are delighted to award two scholarships this year from the Blaze Bernstein Memorial Endowment Scholarship. Thousands of friends and strangers gathered to honor Blaze. I want to do my piece to repair the world in Blaze's honor and to promote his legacy. As they embraced each other, their community blazed it right back. This parade is rededicated as our community's official Blaze Ford Orange County LGBT Pride Parade. I want to thank you for giving us this honor, for honoring my son and his memory, and for blazing it forward. Blaze forward. It's much more than a slogan. It's now a calling and a new way of life for Jeannie and Gideon. At its heart is finding some sort of silver lining in an unspeakable tragedy. And here at Orange County's Pride Day, the spirit of Blaze It Forward is everywhere. It's a promise made to a young man targeted by hate, now inspiring love. And perhaps steering one hater away from the poison that is Adam Waffen. Do you feel like you owe Blaze Bernstein's family an apology? Yes, I do. And if he's to be believed, because of the murder of Blaze Bernstein, he says he's no longer a Nazi and has quit Adam Waffen. You can say something now. To them? Sure. Yeah, so... I'm, I'm so sorry that... I'm so sorry that this happened to your son. I would like to see A.W. brought down. I would like to see uh, Sam put behind bars for life. In Borrego Park, where Blaze Bernstein's light was extinguished. People from around the world leave stones in his memory. It's beautiful. You see all the stones, you feel all the love. I think that sometimes I dream. I can't control that, and I dream, and I wake up, and it's just, it just haunts me. Those dreams can haunt me for days. Dreams about? About my son, just him alive.
Watch a tribute to Blaze on Facebook at 48 Hours. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.